Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 50-something. Scroll up top of the screen. 59. 59? 59. One Meal, One Workout. That voice you heard and that voice you heard, as always, are my co-hosts. Mark Cockrell and Don Sullivan. Say hello to everyone. Hello, hello to, to everyone. everyone. I have been trained so well after 60 episodes almost. Yeah, so we're back for another episode and very excited to, to be back. The live stream ups, just audio this week for those of you that are out there listening. Um, and it is because Mark had an unfortunate Lemony Snicket moment. And that was name was Lemony Snicket. Lemony. An unfortunate series of events. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell us, Mark, before you get into any kind of fitness or food or anything like that, tell us about what happened. Well, I'm on that was my, my best James Messer impersonation, by the way. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite laptop, and it really is, of all the laptops I've ever owned, this one is my favorite. The uh, Asus Republic of Gamers G45, I think it is. Uh, outstanding laptop with one serious design flaw. It's either a design flaw or they just got a, a, a hold of a bad batch of parts. It's made of um, stone. Yeah. Unfortunately, it weighs 37 it's made pounds. made of glass. Um, <laughs> the uh, center pin in the the power jack on the laptop where you plug the connector in just snaps off after uh, roughly a year of existence. Um, this Why is not? my second one. And it's done that. And Asus, they tried to deny the problem for a long time, but when like 93% of their units started doing it, they had to finally say, okay, maybe this is our fault. Uh, so they... Uh, now they're just calling it planned obsolescence, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, no, yeah. they're replacing it and they're, they're not charging. Even after warranty, uh, they'll take it back and they'll replace it absolutely free. But it's uh, like a 15 to 20 day, a business day process to get it fixed. Wow. Um, so I called a local guy to see if he could do it faster. You know, figure I'll just go ahead and pay for it myself. And he said, "Yeah, I can get the parts in in seven to ten business days." <laughs> so I'm right. I'm looking for alternatives at this point because I don't want to wait that long. Um, but you know, it, it may be that I just don't have a choice. It's that maybe it's just that rare a part. Wow. Well, that stinks. So, but you know, we're okay. Everything's good. I've, I'm on uh, an older system. I just can't broadcast video from it. It doesn't have the cojones to do it. Yeah. The, the wonders of technology and the limits of technology as we so often deal with. Because doing the live stream and the hangout and all that taxes that, um, I seven with, with 10 gigs of Ram I'm this, shocked that I could even do it then with my $329 Toshiba with two gigs of RAM. Yeah. Well, you don't do all the other stuff probably I, that I run, but you come close. Yeah. I did. I did Manicam, did the, uh, yeah. had the Google Hangout up and the notes. Okay. And that's, that's probably it. So I don't I mean, know. Maybe this machine could handle it, but I try. I've got one machine for Skype and I've got another one for recording. I try to keep the recording machine unitasking as much as possible because I don't want anything interrupting the recording to the hard drive. Right. You know, I don't want anything else to, to cause any latency there. And then the other one, running four Skype channels Eight. plus Justin TV, I just don't think you could handle it. I wonder if you could do it with your Asus tablet. Um, maybe. 
I don't know if Manny Campbell run on Android. No, that wouldn't work. Yeah, that wouldn't work. It was worth a thought. Nice try. All right. Well, there you go. You know, I hate that for you, but at least it's under warranty. Right. At least it's under warranty. That's the positive. Mark, when are you going to get all your technology settled back down? It's, it's been settled. a while. Well, no. I mean, everything was good for a couple of weeks there. Was it a couple of weeks, really? Maybe it's because I only see you once a week. That could be it. By see you, I mean air quotes. Yeah, okay, you hear that? If you're listening closely, if you got headphones in, you can hear a hiss behind me. And that's because my new Pod Pod is in the basement. And anytime anybody runs a bath or turns on the dishwasher, you can hear the water run through the pipes. I can't hear it on my end. So, fantastic. It's only special one bit of anyway. special bit of element OP trivia. That's right. right. There. That, piercing the fourth wall. There we go. So, it's for the I truth. did today that I've never done. Did something they I'd never done before in my entire life. I made an appointment with a podiatrist. So, I They're been, fun. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. My appointment's not actually till a week from Monday. Um, and so I'm going to give myself that, that next 10 or 11 days to um, allow my foot to continue to heal on its own, own um, of the Seth, Seth Anderson <laughs> on, on my own. Uh, but I am, um, what I'm attempting to do is, what I don't want to do is have a broken foot and just, quote unquote, keep rehabbing it or a torn tendon or something like that. So I want to get the clear from the doc that I'm okay to rehab it recommendations on stretching or whatever I can do and uh, just continue to, to work on it. It's better. It's not great. I've got a, the thing that's concerning me for those of you that are out there listening that have had plantar fasciitis before, which is what I've been dealing with is not only do I have the kind of the little, the pain at the base of my heel, but I have almost like a nodule. I, I'm afraid I'm concerned. I'm praying that it's not the beginnings of a bone, a heel spur, but then I also have a burning is the way they would quantify it in their quanta. They would they would qualify it. That's what they'd call it. Yeah, that's what they'd call it. Uh, in medicine, on the left side of my foot, on the outside of my foot, just back of my heel, my ankle bone, kind of near the bottom. So anyway, for those that are following my foot progress with bated breath, uh, there you go. A week from Monday, I'll actually go to the podiatrist. Probably won't know anything that day because we'll probably schedule me for an MRI or an X-ray or something. Um, but at least, you know, I'm making making progress. I think I'm going to hit the elliptical tomorrow at work because there's no impact there, and try to uh, try to make do what I can so I can keep keep exercising. Yeah, you guys in your feet, it's a it's a terrible thing. It's true. You know, it's, it's crazy because I had pretty much zero foot problems until Don came over and he and I ran together and we both basically broke our foot the same day. <laughs> It was good. Right. I had fun. Mine was later. Mine was, you know, mine was a little bit later. Mine was, uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know if I mentioned on, on the podcast last week or the week before how I actually kind of ended up really overstraining it about my my direct deposit method is what I call it, even though it's a terrible analogy. Yeah, um, where you start your walk a mile from your house. Well, no, I, I set my halfway point of the distance I want to go that distance from the house. And then I just get myself to the halfway point and I don't have an option really, but to get myself back. So this time I had a big loop planned and I was four miles into it whenever it, um, really started acting up bad, which means I was still three and a half plus miles from the house. It was by that time it was nine o'clock at night and I, nine 30 at night and I wasn't going to call my wife and ask her to get Nathaniel up out of bed and come get me. So I just kind of limped on in. I should have, should have called Mark to come get me or, or Joshua or somebody, but it was, a uh, Looking back, it was not the wisest decision to, to walk on in. I should have had her get the thing up. I probably would have been fine if I'd have done that. But anyway, now I know. So Don, your foot's it's better. 
Yes. Don, you there? Yeah, okay. if you go to the podiatrist and they tell you that you need, yes, and if they tell you you need physical therapy, just know that those guys professionally, um, they make you look like a big wuss. Yes. It's amazing. They're going to like lay you on a table and then pull this rubber band stretchy piece thing of rubber across your foot and then say, okay, lift it at a 45 degree angle this way. And then your foot's just going to vibrate like some, like a flag in the wind. And then they're going to say, oh, that muscle's a little weak there. Yeah, you're going to have to work on that one. And then they're going to stand you on one foot on a pad with a with a towel under your heel and they're going to give you a two pound ball and they're going to have you throw it against a trampoline and catch it from one side to the other and back again. And then you're not going to be able to do it for 30 seconds. They're going to be like, yeah, we're going to have to work on that one. Yeah. Physical therapy is for people who weren't mean enough to be dentists. There you go. It's true. Don's talking. Oh man. Is Don cutting out on you or are you getting a solid stream of him? I hear him fine. Okay. It must just be maybe, maybe, Maybe Cheryl's downloading something into the room. Can I, can I just, this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but an interesting tweet just came across across the wire, as they say. Strong winds and a sturge, storm surge from Hurricane Isaac's landfall forced the Mississippi River to flow backwards for nearly 24 hours on Tuesday, August 28th, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. That's kind of cool. I can't remember. Uh, which horseman is that? <laughs> is that the horseman on a watery horse or can't remember says although it doesn't happen often hurricanes can cause coastal rivers to reverse flow between extremely strong winds and the massive waves of water pushed by those winds rivers uh, at a regular or low flow are forced backwards until either the normal river flow or the elevation of the land stop the inflow okay i i don't want to i don't want to kill the flow of the show um Go ahead, Mark, and hang up on me and call me back if you would, because okay. you guys are cutting out on me horribly, and I think Skype is the is the villain. We could cause the show to flow backwards if we did that. The intense winds and such. No, <laughs> are, are you just said that we're a couple of windbags? That's pretty much. Yes, how that the intense works. winds. And, it's true. One more time, Mark. Okay. Now you sound like you're in a sin can for me. A, a sin can? A tin, a tin can. can. A tin can. So yeah, regarding physical therapists, they are evil, evil people, and we pay them to be so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been for, to physical therapy for my IT band, and, and luckily the guy was very nice, but it was a, a little bit of the, well, just go ahead and pick your leg up. Just just pick your leg on up. Come Can't, can't pick your leg up like that? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably need to work on that a little bit yeah. since you can't pick your leg up. <laughs> I went to right. one recently, uh, not recently, a long time ago for a sprain. I had a third, well, you, you know, you said you wanted stuff to fill the yeah. show. So here we go. I had a third degree ankle sprain, which is basically I tore all three ligaments in my ankle. And uh, he put me on this, uh, basically a pivot board. There was a ball, like a small one inch ball in the middle of a board and I had to stand in the middle of it and keep it perfectly level. And then he, uh, then he wanted me to hop up and down on the board. And I said, I can't do that when I'm healthy. Let alone with three <laughs> torn tendons in Doctor, my ankle. Doctor, will be able to play the piano after my surgery. <laughs> yes, that's great. I couldn't play the piano before. But by the time he was done with me, I could do it. Well, today um, we have actually, I have a little news article. Esquire magazine, which I know we all read it, uh, had, had an article this um, month that came out. 
and it was the best athletes of 2012. Now, Element Opie, our home uh, podcasting network, is you know a little geek heavy. Um, all of us are geeks to some degree or level. So this is how they came up with the best athletes, the best athletes right now. I say best athletes ever. That was the best month ever. That was a, a little headline thing. The best athletes right now, a mathematical ranking from greatest on down to the 50th greatest athlete, athletes currently in action. This is how they did it. Based on their number Twitter of MB, feeds, please, right? <laughs> Number of MP, MVPs plus the number of championships plus one cubed times <laughs> the number of uh, uh, Number of hits on YouTube divided by the number of Google hits for name for the names in quotes times the number of charities divided by the number of scandals times their Forbes money making uh, ranking divided by the sports rank on ESPN sports difficulty list times the number of DUI <laughs> DUIs <laughs> uh, number of number of first 10 Google hits for name arrested that described real DUIs or assault arrests squared. Um, so I'll put the I'll put the links in the show notes. It's actually pretty wow. funny. Wow, the squared is my favorite part. I'll, I'll put it in the stream for those of you that are watching live. You can go ahead and check it out. It's hilarious. So, um, and the reason I brought it up is I follow Dean Carnazes, the marathon man, on Facebook. I guess follow is not the right word. I subscribe to his uh, his Facebook page, and he is ranked number twenty second. So, a uh, little shout out to Dean Carnazes there, the ultra marathon man. He is number twenty second. On the list, there's actually a few other um, kind of kind of uh, endurance athletes on there. He gives shouts out to those and says, you know, I shouldn't really be on the list, but he got a 12.0179408. You know, it's a geek thing when their ranking, their greatness ranking, is to the seventh decimal place. Yes. Um, so actually, he's 21st, not 22nd. It's slide number 21. No, it's not. It's it's all fake unless they put the standard deviation on there. Oh, that's true. You know, we can't even trust these numbers, Don. You're right. It's true. What was I thinking? Yeah. Now Roger they Federer, they the the number one guy. They only gave him two decimal places, so I think there's some favoritism going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. they just dropped the insignificant numbers. I'm, I'm calling shenanigans. They dropped they dropped the insignificant shenanigans. zeros. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so David be in the chat room. So you, Mark, and Don are, are the top three. Our combined scores almost <laughs> mainly because of all of Aaron's DUI. <laughs> I have to point out. It was a, as you approach infinity, um, <laughs> as you approach zero, the numbers scale up quite nicely. So anyway, it's, it's an interesting article. I'll try to remember to put that in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast at a later date or just go to com and look at best athletes for 2012. I'm sure you can find it on there. It's pretty interesting how they did it and uh, some, some, some pretty surprising athletes who popped up on the list. So anyway, all right. So into the show topic of note today, we have an interesting show topic. Um, not really. It's not really interesting. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a strange show topic. I, w- I was just thinking about you know we do this show every week. And we do it for you, the listener, um, or you, the live stream watcher or listener, because we don't have any video this week. And um, and then I started thinking, well, if we were in real, if we were in, if we were in real person, if we were talking face to face in person in real life, a lot of times I get a lot of the same questions. So I thought, you know, we've addressed almost all of these questions at one point or another across the last 59 podcasts, but I thought today we would just jump right in and answer Aaron's most frequently asked questions, 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 questions. And that was not done post-production, by the way. That was live effects done on the fly. So um, the first question I always get is, actually, I have them out of order. Um, I, I don't, that's not the first question I always get. The first question I always get is, 
what do you eat? What diet are you on? That's the first question I always get. What diet did you, what diet did you do? And um, do, you, do you guys know what I normally say? Eat less, exercise more. Yeah, but I don't tell them that first. You know what I tell them? The Ellen method. Exactly. Mark eat. remembers. Mark, you're an excellent student. You get an A plus and a double star. Um, I tell them I do the Ella, I've been doing the Ella method, and they oh they look very interested. And they say what's that? And then like Mark Mark said, that's eat less, exercise more. And then almost without exception, they go oh 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 I can't buy that at the store and take that as a pill. No, you cannot. Unfortunately, I wish we could, but uh yeah, eat less, exercise more. And there's tons of websites out there about. Don't limit your calorie intake. Just eat these foods. Eat those foods. We've talked about the paleo diet. I'm doing pretty much the paleo diet. But we've come back and again over and over and over. If you eat 6,000 calories a day, you will be fat. It doesn't you, matter what those calories are. Right. Unless you are, uh, let's say you move rocks up a mountain all day by hand as a living. <laughs> if you <laughs> maybe, are you'll be, maybe you'll be all right. Or if you're the ultra marathon man, that's your job. Yes. You're, you're Dean as as your job. Well, I See, hear those Aaron, guys. Those guys on the deadliest catch, the Alaskan crab fisherman, burn through about eight thousand calories in a day. So you could I, do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, See, Aaron is the guy that wants to like tell people something that is true, so that he can educate them. Whereas I just mess with not. people. You know, really somebody asks me, "How did you lose all that weight?" I immediately, always, invariably say drugs. <laughs> and Which I wait true. until they ask me for a follow up before I say. I took Adipex, and I was on a 1,200-calorie-a-day diet, and I was running three times a week. Right, yeah. But I love the expression on people's faces whenever I tell them I did drugs. Well, I, I'm doing the same thing, too, with the Ellen Method yes. thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm setting them up. Setting them, mocking, setting them up and knocking them over. Yeah. Um, so so that's, what, that's the first thing. Well, what did you do? What, what diet did you do? Um, almost, uh, I still think the second most common question I get is always just, well, how much weight have you lost? Especially if... Uh, if it's people that um, don't know me from before. And when I tell them, you know, over 100 pounds, um, then they're like, wow. When re in reality, losing about 30 pounds was just about as hard as losing 150 pounds. In reality, it was, well, I just kept doing the same thing over and over and over once I figured out how to do it. It wasn't really any kind of a, I, I tried harder as I went longer um, type thing. But still, that's the, that's the second question I always get. Well, how much weight did you lose? And, but the, the, the next question that I want to tackle, number three on the list, if you're looking in the notes, um, is how did you get started? And that's, that's the big one. And if people get to that question, if they get past my LM jibe and they get past how much weight I've lost and they ask me, how did you get started? Then I know they're actually wanting to know really what I did. It becomes more of a, beyond just a casual conversation. Oh, that's interesting. This person lost a lot of weight to how did you get started? Because the unspoken question is because I want to do it. And sometimes it's not even unspoken. It's actually spoken to me. <laughs> so um, then it becomes a spoken question. And it runs my analogy. But uh, the simple method, simple answer is you can go to one meal one workout.com. I actually have a tab up at the top called how do I get started, which tells how I got started. Um, but it's pretty simple. What I did is I decided to exercise, figured out what I was going to do for my exercise, Put it on my calendar, and then I started exercising. I know. It's tricky. And then the second thing was I picked two or three or four simple things to my diet to change. I quit eating thirds, fourths, fifths, sixths, even seconds. I uh, cut out the sweet drinks. I um, 
tried to eat less white foods, not less white rice, white rice, white bread, white pastas, because they're so high in glycemic index, they, they convert sugar quickly. That's one of those things where it does make a difference what you eat. And I, um, I laid off the desserts, you know, and tried to eat healthy snacks when I could. Nothing big. Because then they always say, well, you know, do you eat pizza? That's the kind of the follow-up question. And the answer is yes, I eat pizza. Sometimes I eat too much pizza. But yes, I eat pizza. I like pizza. Do you eat hamburgers? And the answer is no, never. I always eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> I always will eat a cheeseburger. If I have to eat a hamburger, I will, but I will always eat cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers, in case you don't know what this about me, Don, Mark, do you guys know? I think you do. The cheeseburger. Cheeseburger connoisseur. It is my favorite food of all time. Cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. Chip, chip, chip. Yes. I will cheese, gladly pay two cents okay, for we can a still cheeseburger today. Um, David B. in the chat room says, no cheese for me. And uh, please, but we can still be friends, David. It's okay. I don't, I don't put my hamburger or cheeseburger preferences on other people. I just tell them which ones are best. And if they want to ignore the facts, they're free to do it. Uh, I can, just for I, everyone listening, Aaron, what is the best cheeseburger? Well, it's not even necessarily <laughs> a particular company or brand. They all have their own things that I like about them. Like some people like like, like, like a Chardonnay. Some people might like uh, a, a, you know, a, a nice, dry, white wine. I don't drink wine, so I'm making all that up. Hopefully that was a good analogy. I don't really know. But I like, and this may sound crazy coming from the guy that's got the fitness podcast, I prefer a double meat cheeseburger. I don't eat them anymore pretty much, but I prefer them. You know why? It's the meat to bread ratio. Yes. That's what it is. It really is. It's the meat to bread ratio. Um, and I actually in, in don't case want... anyone ever thought that Aaron was just crazy about fitness. No. He's just crazy. <laughs> I'm glad he cleared that up once and for all. All the time, people. All the time. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, I'm not on meat when I'm on the ratio. show and off when I'm off the show. I'm a Donner Mark. <laughs> That's what people don't know. This is not a character I play, people. This is no, the real thing. It is not. This is it right here. So tell us about the meat-to-bread ratio. I'm sorry. The meat-to-bread meat meat ratio of a double-meat cheese uh, burger is actually perfect. Quarter-pound patties. You can get a two-thirds pound patty at a place like Brahms, but that actually is a little heavy on the meat. Now, I don't put, and this is a fitness podcast. Please remember that. Say that to yourself every few minutes in case I forget. I don't put a lot of stuff on my burger because I want to eat a burger, not a salad, not guacamole and blue cheese. You know, I'll, I'll dabble in those kind of things every once in a while, but this is what I put on my burger. This is exactly how I do it. If I could eat double meat cheeseburgers and, and not, not take any account into the calories and just eat them when I want, this is how I do it. Double meat cheeseburger, quarter pound patties, mustard, pickles, jalapenos sometimes, especially from Sonic, they have the best jalapenos, and then you dip the burger in ketchup. You don't put the ketchup on the burger. You dip the burger in the ketchup. That way, when you put the burger in your mouth, the ketchup, the acid from the ketchup hits the front taste buds. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going crazy now. But uh, seriously, though, the um, I, w- I would be laughing more if I hadn't heard this before. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I do. I, yeah, I, yeah. Mustard pickles only. Dip it in the ketchup. And that's right. I He's recommend light it. on the fitness stuff. He goes easy on people with that. Yeah, don't uh, don't ask for his treatise on French fries. We'll be here all night. That is correct. <laughs> Crinkled over curly any day of the week. Now, <laughs> I we know on the Element Open Network that bacon is a is a is something that people talk about and love. And U W G E R I C U U W G Eric, is that University of West Georgia Eric? Is that what that is? Maybe yes, it is actually. Hi, Eric. Um, 
The inclusion of a bacon on a burger helps the meat-to-cheese ratio problem of a single-meat cheeseburger. <laughs> he must be a friend of Don's. He said, indeed. Um, I, I have to just strongly disagree with you, Eric. I'm sorry. Um, I love bacon. Bacon is my single most favorite meat, but I want bacon. I'll eat it on a burger if somebody offers it, but I actually prefer my bacon by itself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a food purist. Have you noticed that? I just want the simple things. I don't want anything fancy. But anyway, just kidding. If you want bacon on your burger, have it. Um, definitely, definitely recommend. Um, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna be somebody that kind of gives yourself a free day or a free meal, pick a burger. It's a great, it's a, it's a great food. So, Aaron, I love that you pointed out. Hey, new guy in the chat room, you're wrong. There goes <laughs> hey, a brand new listener right there. I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, that's how we do. I, now, so, Aaron, Aaron, let me ask you. What kind of exercise do you do? I'm not ready to move on yet, Mark, and I am the main host, so hang on. Um, Eric, in the chat room, let me ask you a question. Stop this, man. Stop the insanity. The Vortex. If you're from the Atlanta area, I've heard about the Vortex. I've actually never been. uh, Are the burgers there, Eric, in the chat room as great as they say? I'm offering an olive branch. See how I'm doing this? (laughs) You put them on the spot is what you're doing. They are. Okay, I'm going to have to go to the Vortex on one of my days when I'm going to have a burger. Um. I'm like, David B says, can't get him off the bacon track now. We're on the bacon tracks and we're heading to die. Hey, this is how we roll an element open network. That's right. Is, so I'm I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the vortex this weekend, I think. That's what I'm gonna do. I might just do that. Anyway, all right, enough with the burgers. And so that, the answer to the question number question number four, what do you not eat? The answer is things I don't like. <laughs> Pretty much anything I like, I try to eat it in moderation. As Bill Nye, the science guy, says, all things in moderation except moderation. moderation. Yeah, so um, that's what I try to do. Now, Mark, you were asking me a question a moment ago before I went back to Eric in the chat room. What was that question? Well, I just assume that maybe one of the other questions people might ask you is, what kind of exercise do you do? It's funny. That's true. But you know what I get almost as often as what kind of exercise do you do? Do you run? They almost jump really? straight to that. Do you run? Yeah. Do you run? Did you take up running? Uh, and the answer is yes, I did. Actually, I took up walking and it turned into running because I got bored. Uh, and I felt like it was going to take a long time to lose weight just walking. So I decided to start running. Figured the guys on uh, The Biggest Loser could do it. And they were a little bigger than I was, some of them. So I figured I could do it. So I tried it and, it, and I actually kind of ended up enjoying it. And then almost probably two-thirds of the people um, that asked that question and then I say, I, yeah, I did take up running, they say, almost come back with this immediately, but I don't like to run. I don't like to run. And then like, I don't like to run. Therefore I can't exercise. (laughs) I've been, I've been, I am precluded from any exercise because I don't like to run. Well, I think that perhaps there's a one million workout podcast with 26 alpha, alpha numerized alpha, but listed listed from A to Z, but not necessarily related to the letter. Of alternatives to exercise, alternatives to going to the gym or running. I think Don Sullivan was a, was a big hand in that, coming up with that list. And we gave him all kinds of things, didn't we, Don? Indeed. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, well, that's me. Yeah, I'm not, I don't like to run. Go back, look back, find an element op, uh, on com or one com and find the one meal one workout podcast that says uh, alternatives to exercise and just listen to some of the fantastic ideas. You know, they, they say, he who toots not his own horn, the same shall not be tooted. Well, I'm tooting our horn and saying that's a great podcast with ideas, uh, uh, ways to get out and get active and be fit without just, quote-unquote, running. And when you say and 
they say that. Who exactly says that? When did I, when did I say they? I lost track of them. You said, like they say, he who tooteth not his own. I've oh, Ray never Vander- actually heard anybody say that. Ray Vanderpool says that. or he did I've heard it. it on this show, Mark. Yeah, only on this show. That's what I'm saying. That's, that I think Ray correct. Vanderpool was the only person who said it. He also used to say, I'd rather be here than the best jail in Fort Worth. That was another one of his favorite sayings. There you go. And I'd like to point out as well that a lot of people will say, we have alternatives to exercise, and they're talking about parking further away from the door at the store. And anytime somebody told me that whenever I was 350 pounds, I was like, I hate you. I really do. <laughs> There's actually, I believe, I really, and, and yeah, I came up with a bunch of that list, or rather I ripped them off of the internet, but I did a bunch of research, and I thought there was some fairly clever stuff on there. There really was. It's worth going back and looking at. It's not like cheesy, I, trust me. And like I said, um, and along those same lines, too, I told people, tell people all the time, pick an exercise. You know, most of those exercises on the list, most of those types of activities don't cost much to get into them. Or you can rent the equipment or, you know, pick an exercise and try it for a month. If you don't like it, try a different one. Do that for 12 months. Guess what? You just worked out for an entire year. And that it is really that simple. And you could go every month. You could try. You could bowl for a month and you could hike for a month and you could play Frisbee golf for a month. And by the end, I, I would I would hazard a guess that by the end of the year, you would have found something that you enjoyed enough to go back to it. Uh, so, yeah, we I took up running, walking and running. And also as a family, we took up hiking. Uh, and I love to hike now. My wife and I actually went. I took Monday off. We went to Pine Mountain Gold Museum in Villarica, Georgia. Uh, and uh, enjoyed that. And it had some trails up through the ruins of some of the equipment where they did the, the gold mining in the 1800s. And uh, did a little hiking up through there, and it was it was very nice and very 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 enjoyable. Eric, so Aaron, Eric, yeah, why do you think people focus on the running? Because I have my own theories, but I'd like to hear what you have to say about why do people immediately go to running? What is it about running that makes people think losing weight or fitness or I don't like that even? Because I think it's because I think it's a cultural thing in the sense of that's what people always that's what they show in the Biggest Loser the, the people on the treadmill. That's what they, you know, that's what you look on the cover of any fitness magazine. It's not a bodybuilding magazine. You have people running. You don't ever see the cover, you know, image of the guy throwing the Frisbee golf disc, uh, disc golf disc, I should say. We don't want to get in any kind of patent infringement. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I, th- I think it's just that's kind of in our American culture psyche that you run, you know, from the jogging craze of the 70s to now. And it is a, it's, it's the sport that's visible. Every day on the way to work, I probably see 15 people running. I don't see anybody on the way to work bowling. You don't, yeah, no one's kayaking down 41. No. 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 I wouldn't see I think anyway, personally, I've Atlanta Road. I think, I think people are saying more than just, I don't like running whenever they tell you that. Cause I've had people say the same thing to me. Oh, I don't like to run. And I think really what they're trying to tell you without being hard on themselves is I don't like to be uncomfortable and do something that makes me sweat and hurt. That's because probably, that's really what I was saying whenever I was saying that to myself or to anyone else whenever I weighed that much. Because anything that you try to do whenever you start out, if you're really, if it's a really intense exercise and running is a fairly intense exercise, especially when you start, it's not fun. It's not comfortable. And Aaron eased into it because he started walking. And mm-hmm. I just kind of started, I just kind of started running, but I did couch to 5K. And I think that's why programs like that work because you don't just go out there and run until you're exhausted. Yeah, that's one of the things that, that almost every website or book you read about getting started uh, says don't overdo it because you'll end up hurting yourself and uh, and you'll be miserable. Want to do it again. Yeah, you're so pain, so in so much pain you don't want to go back. All right, so and then the big question 
that I get a lot of times, kind of the, 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 the big final one is, well, what really motivated you to get started? I've asked you enough questions now to know that you, you started walking and running. You cut back on your sweets and you didn't quit drinking sweet drinks, all those things we've already talked about. And I probably answer this question at least, you know, and, and I'm, let me back up and say, I work with the same people every day. You know, it's a fairly good sized team, but I see the same people almost every day. I go to the church with the same people. I, you know, I'm like everybody. I have my, my group of people that I'm around and I still end up answering this question two to three times a week, uh, just in my day to day experience. And that is, you know, what motivated you, get, motivated you to get started? In fact, I answered this question on some Saturday afternoon. And it's three things. And from the very first podcast, I mentioned these. And one, my son was turning four and I could not play with him. I couldn't bend over. I couldn't run with him. Um, I, he was getting to the age that he was going to start playing sports and I wasn't going to be able to help him. We, in fact, we just signed him up last week for uh, Cub Scouts and guess who's probably going to be the den dad? Who's got two thumbs and is going to be a den dad? This guy. <laughs> and uh, so my son getting more active uh, was one. Two, my employee physical came back and I was hypertensive, um, high blood sugar, high cholesterol, and I just decided I was too young to get old, like I always say, and my health was, you know, my good genes and my um, my uh, otherwise basically healthy self was starting to give way to just abusing myself um, and was losing. I was losing that battle. And then finally, um, I lost my sister to lung cancer December of '09, and she really fought with everything she had uh, to be as healthy as she could be. And she still had her health stolen by disease, you know, with that, beyond her ability to control it. And for about six months, seven months, I just struggled, wrestled with that thought that she had her health stolen. And the only thing, literally, the, and this is a hard thing to say to yourself, but I said it to myself in the mirror enough times that I finally got it. The only thing wrong with me was I was fat and lazy, literally. I was choosing to eat too much day by day and choosing to sit on my rear end day by day. I had no excuse. I'm considered a fairly intelligent person in most circles. I'm, uh, I have all the education and information I need to know what I needed to do. And I was just simply choosing to eat myself to death. And so I decided that was it. We're going to make a change. And that was, uh, middle of June of 2010. So we're just over two years now into this. And that's what motivated me. And I usually take, I'll say, do you have, couple of minutes and I will tell them pretty much just like the two minutes that I just told you uh, what I what I did just then and um, it really is if the person's really listening and they weren't just making conversation which is pretty easy to tell which one which one's happening they um, it really seems to give some people something to think about I know uh, that if somebody would have said that to me because I think it would have had an impact because I ended up really I said it to myself and it had an impact that's kind of what happened. I just happened to say it to myself. Um, that to, to think, the, you know, that the choices I'm making day by day, this is not a, um, it's, this is, this is a, a thing that I'm choosing to do to myself, whether I'm addicted to food or not, which I was and I still am. I mean, it's a day by day thing where I have to make good choices. Um, that it's, it's up to me to own it. It really is. I, it was up for me to take that and own that, own my health and say, you know what? I want to be here for my wife. I want to be here for my son. I want to be here for my friends. 
I want to be able to help other people be healthy. I've just got to own this. And that was it. There you have it. Does anybody have, this is a perfect opportunity if anybody in the chat room happens to have a question. We got a few people in there. Um, uh, some people whose names I can't tell because we've got some element names in there. If you, if you got any questions at all for me or Don or Mark, we're all at uh, different areas of our journey. We would be glad to field those questions. So, uh, while we're, while we're, uh, kind of pausing here, we'll take some questions from the chat room. Don, what, anything else? Any other, any other questions you got besides the, uh, the drugs question? I get, um, yeah, I get regularly, you know, what did you do, uh, exercise wise? And then are you on a diet type of thing? People are always wanting to, uh, more often than not, people are asking because they want something that falls into one of those categories that they're familiar with that they can identify and say, oh, I know what that is. And, you know, they're basically looking for you to validate something they've already heard. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I don't, I very rarely get ones that are legitimately, um, you know, what motivated you type of type of thing. And I think that's because I, not to say that you're old, but I deal with a lot younger <laughs> folks most of the time whenever they're wanting to talk to me about it and they're just not ready for that yeah. the, the, the sad part you know the thing that that i just basically have to choose not to be regretful about is that i did wait until i was 41 to do this i would much rather have done it at 30 or 25 um but i did not i waited until i was 41 years old so we do have a question from the chat room have you enjoyed hiking uwg eric asked have you enjoyed hiking Absolutely. I love to hike. We hike as a family, me, my wife, and my son. We've done the Canyon Climbers Club. If you're in the state of Georgia, I bet you other states have it as well. There's four can- four state parks in the state of Georgia that have big, um, tall, long hikes, basically, which is like a, um, you know, a thousand stairs down to the bottom of this waterfall type thing. There's four of them. There's Cloudland Canyon, Providence Canyon, Amicalota Falls, and Tallulah Gorge. <clears throat> And if you do all four of those, you buy this little card and they punch it when you go to each one of them. And you send the card in and they send you back a Canyon Climbers Club t-shirt. You know, I climbed the canyons in Georgia, all 4,987 steps or whatever. And it has the name of the, the canyons on the back. And we did that and it was awesome. Uh, we've hiked at um, Red Top Mountain, Sweetwater Creek, um, just probably a dozen or more state parks. And um, we love it. We that's pretty much our go-to thing. If we have a free weekend or even a few hours free on a weekend, we will go hike. Um, my son loves to run down the trails. His favorite thing to do is to pass people and then wait and then let them pass him and then pass them again and wait and let them pass them and pass them again and wait, which drives us a little crazy, but uh, it's still funny. I uh, have an interesting, you know, sort of experience in that I'm new where I live here. Everybody I uh, know here with the exception of you, Aaron has only known me a few weeks so th- they still see me as a fat guy. I mean, I'm still a really fat guy, but I used to be really, really fat. Um, you dropped a whole really, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the people, you know, back where I lived for most of my life would see me and say, man, have you lost a whole lot of weight? And I would be happy to say, yeah, I don't get that here. You know, it, it's kind of um, that's yeah. a motivation thing that's missing. And and I and I am missing it. But uh I I just wanted to relate uh, a friend of mine who I've known. Uh, he's a lot younger than I'm, than me. I've known him since he was a kid. Uh, back when when um, uh, he used to stay up late and and peek over the stairs to watch Beavis and Butthead 
because his parents wouldn't let him watch it. Uh, uh, anyway, he uh, he has, you know, in the last few years put on a lot of weight. And he saw me one day and said, man, you've lost a lot of weight. I said, yeah, I have, uh, you know, about 85 pounds uh, at that point. Um, and and he said, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm just eating less. He went, damn. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and it's I the think, same thing as the element. Exactly. Right. That's the... That's the unspoken. Most people don't say that, right? right. They're like, they go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I need a magic bullet, right? But you know, he and I have this history together, and um, I could, I could, you know, sort of. He never said it, but I can sort of fill in the blanks in his thought process. It's like Mark loves to eat and hates to exercise, and yet he's lost eighty-five pounds. What's he doing? I got to know because I love to eat and I hate to exercise, and this would be awesome. Maybe he's found the secret. And then, you know, I'm not really exercising a lot. I, you know, I have an on again, off again relationship with exercise, uh, but I've been very consistent uh, over the last uh, almost two years now with, uh, with what I eat and, you know, and, and it's a slow process. It would be a lot faster if I could exercise more regularly. Uh, but people who began to see the results of that, they asked that question and it's just one answer. You know, I eat less. Right. Um, I, I've, rest- I cut my calories from 6,000 a day to 2,000 a day. Um, you're going to lose weight when you do that. But all, you know, most of them don't say it, but he was, he had the intellectual honesty to just give me a damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the good thing, Mark, is that weight loss, um, according to the experts and to me, notice I didn't include myself in the experts, is 80% diet, 20% exercise. So you'll be able to get 80% of where you want to go just with diet pretty easily, relatively easily, you know what I'm saying? Easy is a relative term. Um, so that's 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 a good way to you know not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I can't really exercise much right now. You know my knee, etc. Don't have time. I'll just you know I'm, so I'm not even going to try to control my eating. I'll, you know, which people do that. I've done that. Um, but, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, we all all three of us know when you get to a certain point, it's like eating is one of the few comforts you have left. It's yeah. one of the few things you can join in people with. They're out doing really stuff and you can't, but you can sure have a piece of chocolate pie with them. Right. Well, the thing I've um, I've had to come to the realization for myself is, and oh, the last three months has really been a, an eye opener for me. This is kind of a, a little bit different topic, but I feel like it kind of fits with what we're talking about here, since this is a free free form flowing show. It the eighty twenty thing is so true because this is what I found myself doing. I've I've found myself instead of giving myself the one free meal, because I would, I would allow myself once a week or so to have that double meat cheeseburger if I really, really wanted it. Um, and when I first started, I didn't really even want it. I really, really wanted to get in shape more than I wanted the double meat cheeseburger. But as I've gotten closer to average, um, you know, I found that want for the cheeseburger to grow. So what happened was my uh, once a week on a Sunday afternoon, you know, good-sized meal that was, you know, much bigger than normal became... One, you know, Tuesday we'd have the sushi buffet at work and I would, oh, I'm at the buffet. I'm going to spend this much money. I might as well go ahead and eat it. And then Thursday night we might go to Stevie B's because that's where Nathaniel wanted to go because he had a thing from school. We got to eat at Stevie B's for him. He got a free thing there. Well, I'm at the Stevie B's buffet. I've got to eat, you know, I might as well eat all the pizza I, I can eat if I'm going to pay for this buffet. And then, and then Friday night's date night. Well, we'll go out and let's have something really. And before I knew it, I went from 2,000 calories a day, six days a week. And 3,000 calories a day on the seventh day to 2,000 on Monday, 3,500 on Tuesday, 2,000 on Wednesday, 3,000 on Thursday, 4,000 on Friday, 2,700 on Saturday. And so what ended up happening was, we've talked about the math of it before on this show, 
basically, you know, in pure math form, you need to burn about 3,500 calories to lose a pound. Seven days in a week, that's 500 calories a day. You need a 500 calorie a day deficit versus what you eat um, versus what you burn. So what you eat versus what you burn. Well, you know what? It doesn't take too many 2,000 extra calories <laughs> on a single day to wipe out that 500 calorie a day gain over the week. And so that's what I was doing. I was, I was basically sabotaging myself and slowly I would gain a pound, gain a pound, gain a pound. What am I doing? This is crazy. Eat right for a few weeks. Lose a pound, lose a pound, lose a pound, lose a pound. Slide back into the bad habits again. Gain a pound, gain a pound, gain a pound, gain a pound. And so I've just fluctuated back and forth about 15 or 20 pounds over the last nine months or year. I haven't made really any progress. So I've, I've kind of finally came down to that, rev that revelation. Mark knows today we went to lunch, he and I and another coworker. And now Don, listen to this. She offered me, the other coworker, half of a Big Dad Shane's Rib Shack barbecue sandwich. It was probably a an eighth to a little more of a pound of pulled pork on a piece of Texas toast. And Mark, what did I say? I said no. Well, was it was it actually more like no, no. It was not no. easy. I was like, no, that's all right. Well, you don't want. I don't want to offend her. However, I did eat about ten of her French fries. <laughs> but still, I mean. I really wanted to eat that, but I chose to not eat it. And, and I feel good about that. I feel like I, I felt like that was a victory for me today. Went back to the office, ate my lunch that I had there. I went basically went with Mark and our coworker just to get out of the office for a few minutes. So I've got to do that. I've got to keep that 2,000 calories a day to 2,000 calories a day pretty much and all it's, the time. It's, it's funny easy how, to go backwards. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's funny how easily you can just not think about that stuff. I mean, I remember how big of a revelation it was whenever I was at my biggest and I was like, I got to do something. I remember how like how concrete the idea was whenever I finally, whenever it finally just hit me like a ton of bricks that a value meal supersized with a Dr. Pepper and a two hot apple pies is not a normal sized meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me I had, I, I, I never even thought about it before, but I was like small, medium, large, extra large, super size. And then another menu item on top of that. And it never occurred. It literally never occurred to me. The fact that right. that was a lot of, food. that had become normal for you. Yeah, that let, was it. That was just what I got. That was default every time. Let me address that just a, a little bit and also pick up this question in the chat room. Um, UWG Eric says, well, what do you recommend for picky eaters? Like, myself um to get healthy options and and to, to combine that with what don said don't diet don't exercise don't do anything just get a smartphone app if you've got a smartphone or you know uh -huh. do it on paper if you have to and track your calories don't make any changes just track your calories religiously have the discipline to do that every meal everything you put in your mouth log it that will change your life when you look at what you're eating and when you add up and you have the computer doing the math for you there and you say, all right, well, I had the, the Big Mac super value meal with a large uh, diet, uh, diet, large Dr. Pepper, you put all that in there and you see that was a, a 4,000 calorie lunch. And most lunch. people eat 2,000 calories a day. That will change your attitude. That's all you got to do. Just watch what you're doing. And, and if after a while, even if you don't think about it, after a while, your your subconscious starts to do this this little calculus and says that's not worth it. Yeah, because knowing is half the battle, right? Right. The and like you're saying, Don, it's you get in the it's habit, and that tough. becomes that becomes the normal. That becomes what you 
that becomes what is uh, the standard. And it takes some kind of, um, for lack of a less cliche term, reality check like the, the smartphone app will do for you to make you realize, well, I can eat, you know, I can, I can burn that extra, I can have that 500 calorie, de- 500 calorie, calorie deficit for six days and then go out and one meal, wipe it out with an extra 3,000 calories on one meal. He asked, uh, UWG UG, UG, Eric asked, any smartphone apps we recommend? Yes, I use Lose It. I like it. I think it's got a super easy interface. Mark, you use Calorie Counter by Fat Secret. It's available on all the platforms, even BlackBerry. Uh, and there's a, there's a couple more out there. There's one called something that I can't remember right now. Um, ah. but there's, there's several of them. Lose It works great. And, and the one Mark has, I know he's very happy with it. Um, there's a, there's a, the one that Mike McCrary uses, which I can't, I cannot remember right now, but, uh, either one of those that Mark and I have both used and, and works well. Very lose it is free. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And then what about yours, Mark? Is yeah, that one free? It's free. Yeah. And then if you, if you do have more money than you have apps on your phone, then you can go for the Weight Watchers app. Even if you don't do Weight Watchers, it is great for showing you what you're eating. So yeah, we always go back to Weight Watchers around here. Back to, um, back to your question too, though, more specifically. For picky eaters, this is what I recommend to picky eaters sometimes. Everybody eats about the same 20 things. The reality is 20 to 25 dishes typically over and over and over and over and over. Uh, it'll gradually shift over the course of time, but that's about what people eat. So using Mark's suggestion, look at those 20 or 25 things that you eat and find a five or six or seven that are the worst for you. You know, the, the meals that you eat. Like one of ours that we used to do a lot, which we hardly ever do anymore, even though it tastes great, spaghetti. Cheryl would make spaghetti with white pasta, so it's super high in sugar, and an entire French loaf of bread, which I would eat half of it by myself. Uh, and that was a meal that was kind of a, a Achilles heel for me because I would eat a giant plate of spaghetti and four or five or six pieces of garlic bread. I mean, it was, it was literally a three or 4,000 calorie meal by the time it was all said and done. So we don't do it very often anymore. And when we do, she makes more sauce, less noodles, uses the wheat pasta, and just doesn't make the bread, makes the salad instead. But that's not the point. The point is, find those meals that are really bad, even though you like them, and make those the eat them every once in a while meals. And look around, try recipes, be adventurous, and try to find some things that even though you're picky that you do like, because there's lots of, there's so many things out there to eat these days, so many recipes out there online, um, that you'll be able to find things no matter how picky you are that you like that are healthy. They are out there. There are lots of healthy meals that the picky eater will enjoy. You don't have to eat a salad every meal. In fact, please don't. All right. Any other questions from the chat room? I think we're, we're, we're coming near the end of the discussion. I, I will so re- say regarding salad, um, the vegetables and the fruit, uh, Don can tell you it was his experience. It's been my experience too. Just keep eating them, even if you don't like them. The, the same with Aaron and running. Just keep doing it. Eventually, you'll not mind them, and then you'll actually start to like them. Um, and that's that's recently happened with me, just in the last few months. Um, I've never been a vegetable eater, but now I I look for vegetables. I go out of my way to eat vegetables, raw vegetables, if if at all possible. I, that's never been the case. But it's it's you, once your body gets used to it, and it's it's not about your mind; it's about your body. Once it gets used to 
this new diet, when you deviate from it, your body will tell you, hey, you've deviated from that. We need to go back to it. Yeah. You know, Mark, what did I have? This is something I would never have done two years ago. What did I have for my uh, snack on the way home from, from work today? A pickle. A pickle and bell peppers. Sliced sweet bell peppers in a bag that I had at work as a snack. I had a pickle and some bell peppers. That was my snack on the way home. And man, was it good. David B. in the chat room says, he started eating spinach on his salads now, and several months ago he didn't. I think there's somebody else on this podcast that likes spinach just a little who, bit. Who has two thumbs and likes spinach? This guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's two guys on this podcast then. Yeah, I love spinach. Don and Mark both love yeah. spinach, and I actually like it now, too. I used Man, to never eat it. I don't, I don't want to refute Mark. Baby but spinach. Baby, oh, the the grown-up, big, tough spinach, I still don't like so much. Hey, hey, guys, hang on. I'm going to go eat some vegetables real fast. Time out. <laughs> Seriously, I don't. I don't want to refute Mark. I didn't. I didn't have a break-in period on vegetables. Okay, I grew up a air quotes again picky eater. I was the quintessential. I only eat these things. I only. I don't even eat lettuce on my ham on my cheeseburgers. I don't eat pickles on my cheeseburgers because because they're green things. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's just meat and bread and ketchup. That was it for years and years and years and years. I started eating vegetables because I was just, I just decided I was tired of it. I was tired of being fat. That was part of the deal um, that I needed to eat vegetables because th- I, I'd run myself out of other things to eat. You can't eat sugar and you can't eat bread all the time. There isn't anything left. So I just <laughs> said, that's, that's food now. Everything's that is dead to now. me. Except the it sugar is, and the it's, fat. <laughs> it's dead to me. It's dead to me. So this is food now. And I started eating them, and I hadn't, e- I had ever eaten some of these things in my life. I'd never eaten spinach before because I wouldn't eat vegetables. I was a picky eater, and that was just life. And whenever I had it, the first, whenever I ate broccoli the first time, I, 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 I just, I was flabbergasted. Could not believe it was delicious. <laughs> so are you saying don that there's some people out there maybe who don't eat vegetables because as a kid they didn't like them i'm adult, saying maybe they just I'm haven't a, tried them i think really what the point of this story is is i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the moral of the story right now okay oh, maybe someone else can learn from that but that's really what i'm trying to say just well, a, a quick i know we're running long here and we've had a bunch ah, of stories but just yesterday i went to a restaurant i've never been to before and i ordered the uh, ch- uh chicken tortilla soup and when it came it was it was a, an amazing soup by the way but it had large chunks of vegetables uh squash and peppers and uh and and things like that and and some chicken and like three tortilla strings i mean so i don't know wh- how they got away with calling it tortilla soup but like a year ago, or even just five months ago, I would have said that's a terrible soup. It, it wasn't tortilla soup. It was vegetable soup with some chicken in it. But yesterday, I ate all of it and considered ordering another bowl because it was awesome. <laughs> and it's just, there's that transformation that's happened. And, I'm, and I know it's that I've just had to reprogram my body, and now it responds to it. Well, you know, I said earlier that I try not to eat seconds. I don't eat thirds, fourth, and fifths anymore. I have a confession to make. I had seconds tonight. My wife made homemade fajitas. She grilled um, on the grill fajitas and then, you know, stir fried or whatever you want to call it, just in their own juices, bell pepper and onion. And basically, my seconds were I went back and ate all the rest of the bell peppers and onions with my hand <laughs> yeah. right, out of the right out of the skillet with my bare hand. Don't tell my wife, she's not listening. Uh, but that's the thing, you know, used to it would have been 
put a little bit of onion in there just because I'm supposed to. Pile the meat in, pile the sour cream, pile the cheese, wrap it in the tortilla. Tonight we had fajita salad, so it was lettuce, um, cucumber, a little bit of cheese, some nice grilled steak, and then all the to, to, um, bell peppers and onions I felt I could comfortably get on the first trip and not <laughs> eat them all and leave them for nobody else. I told my wife, I said, honey, I, if you just grilled the peppers and the onions, I would just eat that as a meal. Literally, I would put it on a plate and eat it with a fork. So, My wife made zucchini tots tonight. Mm. Not tater tots, zucchini tots. Uh, made a muff in a muffin pan with a little bit of breadcrumb and a little egg just to bind it and then baked and a little Parmesan cheese on the top. Amazing incredulous face please send me that recipe thank you <laughs> it was on that on the show notes you cannot mention something like that and not put it in the show notes well um i think this is a perfect time to segue into our next segment uh talk about good recipes and good ways to cook healthy elizabeth connect from cavemonchronicles.com we're going to get her on here in just a second to give us yet another fantastic cooking tip slash recipe and i can't hardly wait to hear it and Elizabeth, what do we have today in the recipe slash cooking tip goodness area? <laughs> today we're going to talk about how to extend the life of your summer harvest. Mm, harvest. That's a nice word. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. And uh, we tend to uh, go to the farmer's market quite a bit in the summertime. And we love to buy local and fresh, especially fruit and herbs and that sort of thing. And uh, it's very easy to overbuy. We are constantly overbuying. So I'm ending up with all kinds of berries and bananas and and just all kinds of stuff that I'm afraid is going to go bad. And while I love to cook, I can't (laughs) make muffins or pancakes every day. So uh, a really great way to extend the life of your bounty is uh, after you wash and dry your fruit thoroughly, you can slice your whole fruit, like your peaches and your bananas, and scoop your melons and remove the stems from your grapes and your berries. And then you just arrange those all on a cookie sheet and flash freeze them, the colder the better, for about an hour. And then you can just store them into airtight freezer bags or storage containers for up to 18 months. All right. And did you know that you can also store your herbs, Aaron? I did not. Now, when you say flash freeze, when you're talking to a, a, a newbie like me, what does flash freeze mean? You want to put them onto um, several plates or onto a cookie sheet that will fit in your freezer. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to wrap them. You don't want to protect them in foil. You just want to stick them in there for about an hour. And as close to either your ice maker or if it's uh, like if you have a stand-up freezer or a deep freezer, you want to put them where they're going to get really cold really quick and not be subjected to the to the door opening and closing for a little while. Right. And uh, this will freeze them really fast and individually so they won't clump together. And then you can just dump them all in your container or your freezer bag and scoop out what you need when you need it that's a great tip all right you know i'm a big fan of of uh, frozen fruit actually i like to get it out while it's still halfway frozen and eat it sometimes uh, <laughs> almost like a fruit sickle a fresh yeah. fruit sickle so that's great and if you want to hear more and you have something you want to throw something else in there we're gonna actually yeah awesome throw away <laughs> I, found, I just found out recently that uh, all the herbs that I've been collecting from my garden and trying to dry, I didn't know what else to do with them. You can freeze those individually or in combinations. Like you can mix your rosemary and your basil and your thyme or, or whatever, and along with some minced garlic, and you freeze it in olive oil or in uh, stock or water. You wow. just uh, distribute your herbs chopped up into ice cube trays, and you fill them with olive oil or your stock or water. And when they're frozen, you just pop 
them out and stick them into a labeled airtight freezer bag and then they're pre-portioned and you just throw them in your soups or your sauces or whatever it is that you want and then you've got your summer harvest uh all year long that's awesome that's a great idea because then you get ready to cook i need i need two tablespoons of olive oil and the requisite spices to make this fantastic dish that i heard about from cave mom chronicles what am i going to (laughs) do i know i'll pop out two ice cubes and throw them in the in the thing and make my meal that much quicker and easier there you go awesome if you want more great recipes and tips you can jump over to cavemomchronicles.com i suddenly sounded like i'm an announcer i don't know what happened thanks elizabeth thank you that was Elizabeth Connect, like I said, of Cave Mom Chronicles. I may have to cut that part out because I might have said it on the pre-recorded segment. Several times. And you probably said all right at least four times. I probably did. Asynchronous. All right. So uh, I got an LOL out of David B. in the chat room, and that's all that matters. There you go. <laughs> all right. So basically, what we're saying is, this is segment two. We had unplanned segment two, which was how to eat healthy after segment one, which is frequently asked questions. Try things, find things that are healthy and you like. That's the real secret. If you can find things that are healthy and you like, it's not hard to stay on your quote-unquote, air quotes again, Don, diet. Yeah, air quotes. That's we call new, this show air that's quotes. That's a new thing. Yeah, that's a new thing on the show, air quotes. Which is great We're starting it on the podcast. show that we don't have the video feed on. That's yeah. the best time to do it. <laughs> this, yeah. this is an audio podcast. We, what we're going to do is, um, Mark, I need you to go back in. Need a sound we effect. With, we need a chime. A ching. Every time we have air quotes, we need to instruct our listeners to do their own air quotes when they hear the chime. <laughs> That's it's going to happen. like those things on book on tape when you were a kid where it dinged and you turned the page. page yeah. Please turn the page. I can't help it. I have to tell my favorite story about the air quotes. Turn tape I, over. I cannot help it. So our friends came over. Their five-year-old son, Jake, came over. He had just learned air quotes, but he didn't know what they really meant. <laughs> and he said, well, you guys have a nice house. <laughs> That was a great dinner, air quote. So everything he the whole night was for was emphasis. Yeah, you guys have a nice house, <laughs> which really made me really hurt me because we lived in a mobile home at the time. But it was funny. All right. So uh, if you have any other questions or ideas for show topics, uh, we would love to have them. I, I I don't think I'm tooting my own horn again to say if you look back through previous podcasts, we have some great show topics back there. So there's a lot of information already available in the 58 previous podcasts, things about different diets that are out there, whether they work or don't work, exercise tips, um, some of which we already talked about, how to, you know, how to go about getting a gym set up at your house if you want to do that, sleeping, how important it is, how to deal with picky eaters as ki- for, you know, for kids or picky eaters. I mean, there's just tons of information back there. So if you're a new listener, go back, look through there, find, do, you can search on the uh, onemealoneworkout.com website. You can just do a little search up in the top right-hand corner by topic and find a podcast that's got a topic that you're interested in or just go back and listen to every single one of them from episode 1 to 58. Uh, I would tell you to listen to all of them, but you've already listened to 59, so you don't have to listen to it again. We'll let you go on that one. If you have any questions, like I said, you can email me, double A-R-O-N, that's Aaron, at onemealoneworkout.com. Uh, or you can go to the forums at elementopi.com. Elementopi is the podcast network that Mark uh, is one of the co-owners of and founding members of. And there's forums there, One Million Workout Forums, ask questions there, interact. We'd love to see more of that. Um, I think that's about it. Don, Mark, do you have anything else? I'm good. Zucchini awesome. tots. Man, zucchini, zucchini tots. Hot. Excited. Awesome. So uh, I guess that's it. And so remember, guys and gals, those that are listening and those that are watching, before starting any diet or exercise program, recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.
guilty.